0: So we're starting this new series today, and we're starting it a few weeks earlier than we had anticipated originally. Uh, and part of this is because this, this idea of the, the Spirit has been kind of milling around in my heart for several months, and I knew I wanted to do it, and um, we'd already planned it out about eight months ago, nine months ago, and, um, but some stories started happening Uh, in our community and it was just so clear that the Spirit of God is moving in such a powerful way in people's hearts in such a transformative way. And um, so often in these conversations I was having with people, uh, they were describing things and, and I, in, in my head I'm thinking, man, it's so cool, the Spirit of God's working in you. But they didn't have like language for it and, and didn't understand it. Like, man, it's the Spirit of God, it's like working. So, so what we wanna do here over the next five weeks together um, is really talk about this and, and dive into it a, a little bit more. Um, and so yes to learning more about the Spirit, okay? Um, and we wanna create that framework, but the reality is, is, is we ex- to experience the spirit is far greater than knowing about the spirit. Okay? But we do need to kind of learn as well. And so it's kind of like delicate balance here. And we want to add some layers to our understanding of the spirit. Now, now we all get the spirit. So, so let me just say this. Here, here's just the main idea for today. And, and this, it's just going to center around this idea. That, and it's just sim- this simple. That the spirit is life. All right? So if you've never like talked about the Spirit uh, or like learned about the Spirit, you're kind of new to this whole faith thing, or here's what I promise you, there's not gonna be anything spooky. It's like, like, sometimes we're like, oh, you're doing the Spirit because it's October? You're like, no, that's not why, that's not why we're doing it. Um, but we're not going to do anything spooky or weird or anything like that. Um, it really is. I just, I just want us to, to like fully embrace the Spirit's work in our life and open ourselves up to what the Spirit has for us. So, so Spirit is life. Um, if you watch Ted Lasso, you can even say it like Danny Rojas, right? It's like, Spirit is life. And so, and, and like, there's just this reality of, of this is who the Spirit is. The Spirit is life. Now we all understand the Spirit to some degree. Um, You've probably walked into a scenario where you could just feel like the presence of things wasn't right. Like you just feel like, ah, I, don't, I don't like the spirit that's here in this room. Or I don't like the, the spirit that's that's here. Like if you've ever been on Yankees fans, it's like you'd see it. Like you feel it, right? Like there's like the, something's not right about them, right? But like there's, there's like the spirit is like a, an interesting just kind of thing. We know it and we feel it when we're around it. Um, Matt Fisher, who's our care pastor, and I—during uh, everything that was happening with like a George Floyd um, during that season of time, um, and all the protests that were happening. Everything we um, did a couple of prayer times, and and one time um, I described two times where I was just like, man, that the, the this—you can just like feel that like the spirit was just was kind of like overwhelmingly heavy. Um, we were—he and I were walking, and we we're just doing this like prayer walk. It was just. In the middle of the day and nothing was actually happening around we're just kind of walking around let's just go and pray man everything's just so tense and we walk up to uh the police station and there were barriers up and everything so you couldn't get like really close but it was like eerily quiet like we're in the middle of the city and you could hear a pin drop it was like this it was just it was odd and so we both walk up and we both kind of pause and we're like this just feels weird I don't know like there's something like that's not right what's going on right here and so we just started praying and just standing there and then um some officers came out and they just started talking it was super nice and um and we asked if like we could pray for them as as well just just in terms of what was going on in the city and so um, about five officers came out, uh, I think it was five, and they all came out and they're just standing there. You we could understand why they were like nervous at that point in time, right? And so they're just all standing there. And we're, just, we're like, we're just here to pray, you know, and, and everything. And, um, and so we, I was like, can we pray for you guys? And we started praying. And, uh, and, and as we're praying, and right before we pray, like Matt and I like, looked up and it was like, the, like all these dark clouds are like, just coming in like above us. And so we just start, like, praying, and it's, like, super quiet, and um, as we're praying, we then open our eyes, and only one police officer was left there standing, and all the other officers had just, like, walked away while we were praying, and, and the other officer that was standing there was, like, so grateful, and, like, was just so, he was so great, and um, he's, like, thank you guys so much for praying with us, like, this means so much to me, and, like, I'm, a, you know, I love Jesus, and, like, it was, like, such a great interaction, and, um, but as, we, as he kind of walked away, like Matt and I just kind of stood there for a second. And we could just like sense that like there was like a spiritual element going on just around our city. in that, that time that you, just, you could just like feel it. Another time we were praying and I was, uh, my, I was helping with a, a couple of other pastors, leading this group of 50, 60 pastors, praying right near um, the Lee Monument. And um, it was a vibrant time of prayer. We're all gathered around, like praying together and, and everything. And um, and as we like kind of backed away and we're walking away, I was talking to my friend Vernon, and, um, and we both were just like, something just doesn't. Be, there's something else going on. Like you could just like, and here we're just like a grouping of pastors, but it was like something else is just around. It just doesn't feel right there's like this kind of spiritual element that was going on and so we understand you've probably felt something like that at different points of your life where you just kind of like doesn't feel right there's just something there and um and so the spirit element is is real and so when we begin to think about the spirit um there's it's kind of interesting in scripture we we see this we see the father okay all right we have the son and we have the spirit and all these are interlinked. All right. Now, for those of you that grew up in church, what's this called? Good job. Or, or the T-nitty. Just kidding. Don't say that. Um, there's, so it's the Trinity. There's a lot to that concept, but we, we see that within the Trinity that there's this, they're all separate, but but they're all one and they're all God, but they're kind of all operate differently and they're all interlinked. And there's this kind of incredible communal relationship with all of them. And it's kind of all in there together. And then we also see the spirit then when it's described uh, in scripture, there's words like this, there's fire. All right, there's wind, Um, there's breath. We're going to talk about that a lot today. There's breath. And then there's this other kind of feeling to everything, which is that energy. And you kind of, it's, the, the words that are used, it's kind of, there's this kind of vitality to something. Like, there's just, like, this energy, this spirit around it. And so, um, if you guys were here a few years ago, I, I did this before, and I, I want you to, because I want you to feel it. So, um I have everyone stand up? And I want you to, like, sense this so you can see, like, okay, I get the feeling of the energy in the room. So, here's what I'm going to do. If... I'm gonna see if I can make this even. So basically from here, all right, you guys turn and look this way. Okay, so if you're on this side of me, you turn and look this way. All you guys over here, you look towards them. So here's what we're gonna do. You guys remember in the old school, like some of you guys don't remember this, but some of you in the room will remember when you would go to high school games, you would have this chant like, we've got spirit, yes we do, we've got spirit, how about you, right? And um, so what I want you to do is just calmly say that to one another. We'll start on this end, okay? And just say it one time, and you guys will respond after they say it, all right? So just calmly just say, we've got spirit. Yes, we do. We've got spirit. How about you? Okay, you ready? Go ahead. you? Respond. And that feels like nothing, right? It's like so lame when you say that. And even in your, even in your like, soul, you're like, I don't. I don't. Like, I just feel it. That doesn't, that doesn't feel right. All right, so here's what I want us to do, because I want you to feel this and sense it, so you're going to have to get into it. All right, so we're going to do like you would at a high school basketball game, and we're going to start on the count of three over here. And You guys have a little more people than you guys, so you guys are going to have to get after it a little bit. All right, so um, on the count of three, you guys will do it, and I just want you to raise the level of your energy and go after it as hard as you can, and then as soon as they get done, you guys respond as if you're aggressively trying to kill them, okay? So, like, with your, with your energy, with your energy, okay? So you can chant back at them, you can get your fists going, whatever, all right? So on the count of three, you ready? One, two, three, go. We are We you? We spirit, yes we you? One more time. All 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 right, you guys sit down, good job. So there's a difference, there's a difference when you start getting after it. I know I was just laughing at Hunter and Sarah because they're married and they're just standing face-to-face just yelling at each other, but there's something like different when you feel the energy, right? And you feel of like as this movement starts to happen. And so we get to see that a lot within scripture around the spirit of God moving in your life. That um, you know it when it's happening. You can sense it. There's something that's, that's moving in you. It, it's like, uh, um, if a, I've heard someone describe it this way, that when a tree is just like a tree, and like it's just like there, and there's no, it's like a stillness. But when the wind starts to blow, what ends up happening is like the tree becomes animated right? And so it's why the wind is kind of used as like an, an example of the Spirit, as the Spirit begins to move, and we become am- animated in that. And so that Spirit is like, this. Is how it begins to work. You know the Spirit is working. You, you can, some of you guys are here today, and um, you thought to yourself, you know, it feels like I should just go to church today. You know, I'll, I think I'll go, and, or a friend might have invited you, and you're like, you know what, I guess I'll say yes this time, you know, um, well, what is that? You might think, you might think you just decided. And there is some, something to that. But there is also reality that something is stirring. It's like when someone comes and they're like, I'm just here because a friend invited me and I've just kind of been showing up for a few weeks. I'm just not into that God thing or that Jesus thing. I'm just here, I just kind of like it. And I'm like, you will be. Because yeah. like, that's what happens, like that's what spirit does. Like you, when someone's like, you just keep coming around. And I'm like, oh, the Spirit is moving. And, and but you know, maybe you like realize it as much. Some of y'all, that's your story, right? You remember, it's just like, man, I didn't know that, 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 that the Spirit of God was working in me in this way. And it's like kind of little by little, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, what? how did I end up here? Right? And the Spirit of God is just like, I've been moving. <laughs> and you didn't even realize it, you know? And then there's other times where you just feel the Spirit of God. And it overwhelms you. And um, some of that, like, that's why the Spirit of God can be so emotional. And um, we don't, we don't get emotional to be emotional. That's not, like, that can happen when people get kind of weird with it. But like, but like, but sometimes, sometimes when the Spirit of God moves, it's it's just so emotional because you feel it like literally just like moving in your bones. And there's nothing else you can do but just kind of feel the emotion of the Spirit working in you. Um, For me, I remember when I, I've told you guys before that like now I'm a hand raiser now and everything but and I, I wish we clapped more um but um I remember the first time just kind of like raising my hands it's just like I, I just stayed here because you know what to do you know and, and the, but there's this one day where like I just felt like I just kind of opened myself up and I just felt like, just like oh man and i was just like there it is <laughs> like I was just like I just couldn't like I just couldn't like help it it's just like I just couldn't do anything about it, right? Like, that's just like, what it was. And it was just kind of feeling this. Now, I'm not saying that, like, if you feel the Spirit, you have to raise your hands. I'm just saying that, like, there's something that's just like, sometimes you just like, man, it just overwhelms you. The Spirit of God overwhelms you, and you just feel it. And um, it's such a beautiful thing. And so I want us to understand that piece. And so I want to go on just like a little bit of a quick journey throughout Scripture. You guys know I like to do this sometimes. And Um, And give us just a little bit of a ground, we're just laying groundwork today. We'll get into more specifics about hearing the Spirit and and how all that works and listen to the voice of God and everything. But I want you guys to see from just the Bible, like how the Spirit of God is described and how it brings life to us and, and why it's so important. So we're going to start off in Genesis 1. And it says this, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And I want you to see that right off the top. Because in the Bible, um, we talked about this in our podcast recently when we were talking about hell, but heaven and earth are always together. Heaven and hell are not in scripture. Heaven and earth are always together. And it's because it's, it's this heaven and earth kind of merging. That when, when God's moving and God's creating, it's, it's even when Jesus prays on earth as it is in heaven, it's like this idea of, but man, when, when God's creating and the spirit is moving, heaven and earth are coming together. There's something that like stirs up. You're like, oh, whoa, 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 I just got a glimpse of something that is not of this world. And so we see that right in the first verse of the Bible. It's like there's something about heaven and earth and being tied in. It says, now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God, so spirits right off the top in Scripture, was hovering over the waters. All right. And God said, let there be light. I want you to remember this part because we're going to read another story here in just a second that's going to have the same framework it's the same same exact language all right and so we see that what ends up happening is heaven and earth coming together we see um, God creating, that there was chaos. Like when, it, when, it talks, when Scripture talks about like this darkless, formless void, and if you guys were here a few months ago, we talked about the waters, and the waters always represented chaos and kind of untamable things. But it says that um, when the Spirit of God began to hover, and the word for hover there means the flutter, that's why sometimes it's called a dove, and so, so the, when it started to hover, it means to flutter over the waters. And so when the Spirit of God was moving, it brought this calmness and this stillness to something that was untamable. And that what it did is that the Spirit of God began to move, and that the Spirit of God begins to move, the voice of God comes in. When the voice of God comes in, it says, Let there be light. That the voice of God like, begins to speak. The voice of God begins to speak. Is that not working? Hmm. Let's try this again. I don't know why that paused. Let me, the spirit of God begins to move. The voice of God begins to speak. And then, I don't know if it'll come up or not, but um, what ends up happening is we move into this and we say, whoa, whoa, whoa. As this begins to happen, I can't, under, I actually can't understand the voice of God unless I understand that the spirit of God is moving. And so they're setting this groundwork for, like, how this all works. And so the spirit, what ends up happening, if we kind of look at it this way, that the spirit turns chaos into clarity and conviction. So in the spirit of God, it brings life into us. So in these moments of feeling darkness, in these moments of feeling like, man, things are spinning out of control, in these moments, it's like, no, the spirit of God begins to hover over things in our lives. It brings, ah, oh, let me bring clarity in conviction. And when you have that in your life, it brings life out of it. And so the spirit begins to move in this powerful way. And without the spirit of God, we cannot recognize the voice of God. And so this becomes important because you might have felt this at some point in time where you're like, man, I've been praying and God has told me to, whatever that decision you think is, And then you turn around, and it was actually a horrible decision. It was, like, really bad. And you're like, but I thought, I prayed. Here's what was happening. And this is just a reality. And this is why, again, this is like, there's a little mystery to this and everything. But but it's just a reality that you can hypothetically pray and hear your own voice. And get it confused with God's voice because you're not allowing the Spirit of God to move in you. And so, um, now you might be asking, like, well, how do I know? And how do I know? And like this week, you're gonna, well, because we'll get into this next week, but you're like, I don't want to wait seven days. How do I know? Well, <laughs> no, it's not my own voice. But I think it has to start with this idea, of, like, hold on a second. I just want to make sure that, like, I'm opening myself to the Spirit of God moving. And what does the Spirit of God actually do? It's going to bring life. It's going to bring, like, clarity to things. And what's chaotic? All of a sudden, there's going to be some very distinctive things that begins the Spirit, begins to move in my life. And so when we begin to kind of think of the spirit this way, I, I, this is what I wrote down that I think is important with the spirit, that knowledge or simply believing means we conceptually understand like this heaven and earth concept. We, we conceptually like can get that like, I get it. It's like, you can believe in God, but actually— or believe in Jesus, but not actually follow Him, right? And so, so it's like, man, I can conceptually get it if I just, like, have knowledge of the But following Jesus and surrendering to the Spirit of God allows us to experience what heaven meeting earth is actually like. And so in this realm of, of understanding, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. When the Spirit moves, it's kind of— it's like, man, heaven and earth coming together. This is why when we talk about following Jesus— isn't just about what it does for you. Following Jesus is actually about how we love other people well. Following Jesus when we do it the way Jesus desires us to do is like, man, we surrender our lives to Jesus. We follow Jesus. We have the Spirit of God working in us and that what people experience coming out of us is this. That must be what heaven and earth is like. It's so different. It's so different. It's a man, this is... I want the spirit to move then, right? I want the spirit of God to to move in my life. Look what it says here in Genesis 2, seven. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils. Everyone go, all right? The breath of life and the man became a living being. So if you can kind of picture, this is how it's just written, is there was a body. Already formed. And then the breath of God breathed in. And this is how they just kind of like conceptually understood this it was like the breath of God came out and into that body through the nostrils, it was like and it came to life. And it's like, well, hold on a second. This means it's something, right? That man, when the Spirit of God moves like it brings it's like breath into our lungs. It's, it's, it's fascinating to me like how many things um, in our world right now when you have, when you're, like when you are have anxiety what do they tell you to do first? When you're stressed what do they tell you to do? Just take a second and breathe. When you get really angry what's the best thing you can do? And you breathe. Maybe there's something to it. Maybe there's something very significant to breath. Maybe there's something so significant. Even the way, um, some, like, there are, people are literally writing books around breathing, how important it is to breathe through your nose right now. Like, there's like that is a thing that's happening. And so it's like, something begins change. And so they said, oh, that is the breath of life. When a baby comes out, and the baby takes its first breath, it's like, <laughs> the Spirit of God. Right? If you've ever been around someone who's passed away, what, what do you see? Something's just gone. The body is there, but something's gone. It's like, the breath of life begins to come into us. And so this idea of breathing, it's like, my God, does he breathe into? It, it becomes life. And so everything begins to change. I want you to remember that because we're going to see that again here in just a second. So here's what ultimately means that we aren't really alive until the breath of God is in us. We aren't really alive until the breath of God is in us. And so even when we kind of see this, it's like, "Whoa, we're not really alive until we actually come out of the womb. And we have breath. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm saying that when begins, the spirit begins to move, it's something different. When the spirit begins to move in us, we see that's something that we become fully alive into who God wanted us to be. And so we're gonna see what that looks like here in just a second, but watch this. So we have that Genesis 2 about the breath of God coming in. Look what Jesus says here in John 21. He says, peace be with you. As the Father sent me, I'm sending you. All right, so I'm, I'm sending you to go do something. He says, and with that, he did what? Breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So it's this moment, the disciples are on Jesus. And it feels weird doing this, right? But it's like, in that moment, it's just like Genesis 2. These disciples were still technically living, breathing people. But Jesus said, let me make you fully alive. And the Spirit and these disciples were what? Receiving. And they became alive. They became something. Well, what did they become? Look what they've become. Acts 1-7, he said to them, it's not for you to know the times and dates of the Father set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will, hear it is, you will be my witnesses and all of Judea and to the ends of the earth. That when they became alive, like fully alive of who they are supposed to be, and it's like, and then became witnesses to who Jesus is. But that's what it means to be fully alive. That's what like when the Spirit of God begins to move. Like you you take on your full purpose, you take on your full identity, you take on who you were designed to be. When when Jesus and the Spirit of God come moving inside of you, it changes everything. Exodus 31, 2 through 4. This isn't this is the second person to ever be filled with the Holy Spirit in Scripture. Joseph was the first, but um in Exodus 31, it says this See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of on the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God. And here's where we start to see some characteristics of what happens when the Spirit of God is moving wisdom, understanding, knowledge, with all kinds of skills. Whoa, that's interesting to make artistic designs and work in gold and silver and bronze. And so we begin to see that when the Spirit of God begins to fill us, that there's something that happens inside of us. There's a wisdom, there's a clarity, there's an understanding. You get to see your perspective starts to change on your relationships and something else starts happening that is very unique. You begin to create. You may be really thinking like, I can't draw. I can't create a thing. Is that, no, create can mean different things for you know, for different purposes and whatever you do, but you begin to create. You can create relationally. You can create, you can create artistically, of course. There's a lot of ways to create. I also think that, honestly, this is part of, like, you know how right now in our education system they're trying to, like, really dampen down creativity in the arts? I actually think this is, like, why it hurts kids so much. It's because they were designed to create. And we were designed to experience this that it's there's, there's, there's a part of like the living, breathing spirit of God working is, is to create. And that's why there's. Be, if you've ever been around like a piece of art or, or a painting or a sculpture or something, that you're just like, man, it just does something to you. There's something in it. Something in it. And you can see the difference between like when something is versus isn't, right? But there's, some, there's something beautiful is created. It's like, man, there's something life in that. It was meant... To be like that, the Spirit of God will bring life to our perspective. So when you think about when there's chaos, when you think about um, when we have bad decisions and uh, it feels like there's like a death and a darkness to our love and death and a darkness to our relationships, uh, to our opportunities, to just our general perspective. But the Spirit of God, when the Spirit of God begins to work in you, all of a sudden there's there's like a life to our perspective even in the season of your greatest doubt or the season of your greatest fears or season of your greatest suffering, that when the Spirit of God begins to work, something, something begins to transform that your perspective dramatically begins to change. One of my favorite psalms around this is Psalm 51, 10 through 12. It says this, Creating me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence, or take away your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. And so the Spirit of God becomes a reality that no matter what's going on inside of me or around me or what's been done to me, that the Spirit of God is what sustains us. Nothing else can. This psalm that this guy named David wrote, he made horrible decisions um, in his life. And he writes this at a time where like, he just felt, he. And he for him it was like, I just don't want to be away from your presence, God. I know that I'm making horrible choices. I know I did some really bad things. But I realized, just please, the worst thing that could ever happen is to be away from your presence. So please, please, please create in me something new. Like renew that spirit that I felt before inside of me. Um, this verse, um, in particular, this passage is actually, um, I sing this um, some of you guys raised in church know the song that goes along with this. Um, there's also a gospel version that's way better um, by Fred Hammond. But I sing this in my head a lot, um, more than any other verse in the entire Bible. And um, here's why. I don't, know if y- I don't know if you've ever made bad decisions or have regrets in your life. Um, but here's what I know about those moments Um, they get burned in your memory. And for a lot of your regrets and a lot of your bad decisions, maybe you're like me that um, if I said to visualize what those look like right now, you could do it like this in great detail. And because those memories are so real, sometimes those memories like speak into you in a way that they shouldn't. And they start crafting a story in your head or your heart that you start like just processing it in a way that you're just like, this ain't right. I know it's not right. And I don't know what to do with this, but I just know it's not right. And so this is what I sing in my head every time it happens. I just sing it over and over again until I just feel a sense of peace. And again and again and again to a sense of Peace. A memory or something will pop into my head, and i will just be like, "Why, what? Why is that there? Like, what just happened, or why? You know?" And it's like, "Nope, I know that's not who I am. Let me. You created me a clean heart, oh God." And I start like, "Renew the spirit within me." And I sing it, and I sing it, and I sing it until I feel it. And then, and I'm not kidding. And I just take a breath. And, and And I didn't even realize the breath part until I was taking my notes. Like, this has been my kind of run of what I've done for years now. Like, I'll be creating me a clean heart, I'll sing it, and I I stop and I just go. And I didn't even realize I did that until, like, prepping these notes today. And there's just something about that that begins to sustain us in a way that nothing else can. Look at this, Luke chapter 3. When all the people, now see if you see something familiar here. I wanted you guys to remember. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too, and he was praying, heaven opened up, and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. Jesus is getting baptized in the waters, and this dove, the Spirit, comes fluttering over the waters. And this happens, a voice comes from heaven, sounds eerily similar to Genesis 1. It's actually exactly similar. It's the exact same thing, exact same structure, everything. And he says, you are my son whom I love. With you, with you, I am well pleased. Look at this. The Spirit of God brings clarity to who you are and whose you are. That the Spirit of God, as this begins to um, work in your life, we begin to see that our identity is not lost. We have like real life, a real understanding, a real identity. We know who we are and whose we are. It begins to change everything. You know, for me, um, this season as like Lacey and I co-lead this church and um, the last 18 months have, have just been incredibly difficult, um, honestly. And uh, It's been difficult for everyone and what they do. Um, But there's something about, you know, pastoring a group of people and a church, and in particular the size of ours, um, we feel the weight, and and I feel the weight of everyone's stories. And I feel the weight of uh, when people are going through difficult times. I feel the weight of people's anger, um, people's joy, um, when someone leaves. You know, like I feel just the weight of that. And um, there was a, a time during the season where um, everything was just spinning out of control with everybody, and everyone seemed disconnected. You know, we're just online, and we're just, like, things just felt, there's, like, so many things, like, just going back and forth and everything. And, um, and there was just, like, a moment, um, it was probably a few weeks long, where, like, I truly, I just began to wonder, I was like, should I still be doing this? And it was like a, a feeling, like man, again. This was just like, just felt something, like almost like speaking into me that shouldn't been. And I just thought, like, man, people are just so dang mad. <laughs> I'm like, should I be like, maybe I've not done a good job as a leader. Maybe I've not done like a a good job of like, like helping people see some things. And 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 maybe I'm just not the person to to do this. And and maybe that's it. And. Um, so just began to pray throughout these few weeks and feeling like all this stuff. And, and what I realized in the midst of like some of that doubt and everything was really like kind of the center was, was more like kind of shame built things of like, you know, you, you kind of like dream up this great vision of like, we're going through this big pandemic, but man, everyone in Hill City has been, like we've been discipled so well. We got, everyone has the perfect perspective, and it's like, it doesn't matter, politics doesn't matter, like also doesn't matter, we're rallying together, we're gonna, and it, that just did not happen, right? And so, so I just like feel, so for me, I was just like, man, I just started feeling like there's like a level of just kind of like shame as a leader. And um, I remember just like a season of just praying and again, singing that verse over and over again. And then I would just start to pray. I'd be like, God, would you just, like we need some encouragement here, and um, and then some of y'all just started like sending in emails, like encouraging emails, and you didn't even know what you thought were emails to just say how God was moving in your life were just such an encouragement of the Spirit of God moving in like my life and in our staff's life, and so your your emails are always like your encouraging emails like are just if you ever feel like should I send one, send it like it's just like really great you know for us as a staff and everything and we share those and stuff but um there's in this moment that like man the spirit of god being and like, it's like and I was like no, no 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 i need you to know who you are wax and i need to know whose you are in the midst of this it didn't mean i handled everything perfectly i certainly did not there's like things i wish i could take back how i said it and everything else But as a reminder, it's like, no, no, no. I need you to remember who you are and whose you are. And allow me to move. And allow me to to use you as a leader, how I want to use you. And began to reshape everything. So Jesus gets filled with the Holy Spirit and he gets sent out. I just want you guys to see this. So he's full of the Holy Spirit. He leaves the Jordan, is led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where 40 days he's tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. And the devil said to them, If you are the son of God, what's he doing there? Do you know who you are? Do you you really think you're the son of God? If you really are, let's see if you really know it. Tell this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, meaning you're like, I know the voice of God. I know whose I am. Man should not live on bread alone. So he is tempted by this. And so what the Spirit of God does in this life-giving perspective in clarity and conviction that you have, what ends up happening is is when you're tempted by something, the temptation is often centered around who you are. You need this. Drink that, take that, snort that, do that, whatever. You, You need it. like It's an identity issue. The temptation is about who you are and if you fully understand whose you are. And Jesus knew because he was full of the Holy Spirit. And you might be thinking right now like, yeah, but Wags, I'm full of shame. I'm full of guilt. Band, you guys can come back up. Um, I'm full of like feeling like darkness. I feel like life is like just over, I'm just overcome by all of this. And I just feel like it's, it's too much. Let this be an encouragement to you. Romans 8:11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because the Spirit who lives in you. So let me just say this. I believe the answers to your biggest problems are on the other side of you surrendering to the Spirit of God in your life. If you walked in here full of shame and full of guilt and full of rage and full of doubt and full of things that like you just wish you weren't going through, whatever, I'm telling you that the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives inside of you and wants to bring life to your mortal body. I don't know everyone's story in here, but I know this. I trust... I trust that what this says is true. That The Spirit of God wants to breathe life into you. Not so you can just go on to be normal. Life into you. We're going to take a minute and we're going to sing two songs here and and I want you to, like, take in the lyrics of these songs as we sing them, too. But I first just want us to calm down. And even in this minute, we'll, we'll have a time of silence. And even, even if it's just you just kind of breathing and just taking it in, that's fine. So let's just be silent, and then we'll sing together. So God, this morning, um, I believe you're trying to stir something up. You want something to spring to life with inside of all of us. So I pray that God, as we breathe, we know you want spirit alive within us. Will you stand and sing with us?